0: Welcome to episode two of the Brittany and Becky Show. This episode is it's Brittany bitch,
1: <laughs> Lord.
0: <laughs> Today we're going to talk all about Brittany or Brene, and so you can get to know her a little bit better. Um, because as we talked about in our first episode. We're going to be hitting some really serious topics and different conversations. So we want you to get to know us a little bit and feel like you're part of our bestie circle. Like you you know where we come from, who we are, a little bit about our lives. And let me just tell you, I have a feeling knowing her, you're going to get real personal today. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, she does not hold back. Uh, so let's start like all the way back because I didn't know little, little Nay. So... Um, Tell us about your childhood. Like, who were some of the most important people in your life as a child? What were some of your fondest memories?
1: Okay, well, let's go back to August 3rd, 1987. Oh, well, then. <laughs> Take it way back. In Arbor, Michigan, <laughs> born to the one and only C.G. Davis. Um, that's my mom, Hey, ma, She didn't want me to talk about her, but here we are. But anyway, I, um, I had a great childhood. I was the only child. I have the best mother in the world who dedicated her entire life to me and still does. Um, That's why I am the way I am now. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, my mom is a very inspirational person. She taught me my work ethic. She taught me everything. She's always been um, another best friend to me. So my mom and I are super close. We're the same person. Um, Literally. Literally. Um, So yeah, that's my mom. My mom is the bomb.com. And then I had two wonderful grandparents. My grandfather and I were extremely close. Like grandpa and I... We hung tough. Um, we had a routine. We went to the barbershop on Saturday. We went to the Hallelujah Barbershop at FC. And then we would go next door to the Roaches Car Wash.
0: Did you say Roaches? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But it thinking. was one of them you had to get out the car. But, like, the, the waiting room smelled like it had this old... I'm stuck
0: remember, on the Roaches, like... Like a roach, roach I think it was
1: somebody's last name. Okay.
0: That makes me feel a little that was bit better. Because
1: it was a family name in the area. So I'm assuming it's a last name. Got it. Okay. So it was like literally Hallelujah was right here. And then like Roaches. Hallelujah Roaches. Roaches. Yes. <laughs> that was Saturdays. So then you, would, I remember getting out the car, and they had them old dusty brown couches with them like dusty trophies in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they they cleaned your car, and they have a dusty waiting room. But have I, a good car? you know, they were worried about the car on the outside, not the inside. But they had a bench in the front too, so we would sit outside if it was nice out. And then we would go to McDonald's, like we would. That was our routine. And me and Grandpa were extremely close. Like that was that was like my father figure. But um. I'm the, I was his favorite, so sorry y'all. It's the truth. Um, it is what it is. And then my grandmother. Um, his, my grandma's the best. I'm Um, Hey grandma, I know I wasn't allowed to talk about you either, but hey grandma, love you. Um, <laughs> my grandma is a phenomenal woman. She is 86, still works. Um, you know, does not give up on anything. She also taught me work ethics, taught me how to legit survive. Um, And it's a huge support with anything that I do. And then I have my Uncle Wayne. Uncle Wayne um, and I were, he was younger when I was born. So it was kind of like that big brother dynamic. But now it's like I can talk to him about anything. We're all very close. We have a very small, intimate family. But like the love was shown in so many ways. So I was really blessed to grow up with a wonderful family. And my area was very diverse. So growing up in Ann Arbor, I was exposed to so many different cultures. I think that was something that a lot of people don't get. So I had friends from all over the world who had moved to the U.S. and experienced so many different things. So growing up was great. Like it was just a typical childhood with a little bit of spice.
0: <laughs> I would definitely use spice as a great way to...
1: I used to be, but I was different. I was real prissy and shy, really girly. Like it was, I was a different person.
0: Well, then that brings us to your 20s, because that is not the person I met when we first started working together. Uh, And we'll get into, like, in future episodes, a lot of kind of when we met each other. But, um, yeah. Yeah. When I met you, we were working at the same restaurant. You were the hostess with the mostest. The mostest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, confident, like, I would not use shy as a word to describe you whatsoever, um, and kind of from there, we spent a lot of time together in like the college days. Yeah. And then we had time apart cause I moved away and you yeah. stayed in Ann Arbor. So what's something in that time that was really pivotal, you know, 20s is kind of an interesting timeframe. You're an adult, but you're a young adult, you're out on your own, but you're getting into your career. So what's something pivotal or that you
1: learned in your early 20s? Um, 20s was more about me just coming into myself. So I never went away for college. I always had a job. I had a job in high school. So it was kind of like my career. I always worked. So it was time for me to make a move. And with some influence from my bestie, I decided to actually move out of state. And um, I was working a job at the time. And I had a good position. But it wasn't like lucrative. So I picked up a paper out. And it was a driving paper out, If my mom would help me, we would get up at like 3 a.m. and go drive and then like get home at 6 and go to work. So in my 20s, I learned that I hate birds. This is why. <clears throat> so mom and I are driving through the hills of Ann Arbor in the middle of the night and you know, when you're delivering papers, they have the mailbox, and then you put the paper in the little paper box that's, like, next to the mailbox. So we're going down the street. It's 4 a.m., pitch dark, fall, pretty leaves under the street lights, you know, the ambiance and the silence. I called this route Bambi and Friends because I had never seen so many deer and rabbits on this route. So we drive driving along, and, you know, we would zigzag the street. So, like, mom's in the passenger. You know, she wrote out her window, put the paper in the box, I go to the other side. So we, we roll up to this mailbox and mom puts a paper in the box. But then my mom's sitting there, like moving her, flailing her arms. No noise, just flailing her arms. I'm like, Ma, what's up? What's up? I see a shadow. I said, wait a minute. What was that? My mom's like, I don't know. I don't know. I said, okay. Then I hear some flapping again and I feel something on the top of my head. Oh, no. I had a hat on. It was a bird, y'all. So I hopped out the car and ran up this hill. Now, unfortunately, my mama couldn't get out the car because she was pinned, like the door was pinned between the car, like the mailbox and the curb. But I didn't put the car in park. So she rolling downhill. So she really couldn't get out the car. And I feel kind of bad because I straight up left my mama in the car. So she. Did some, the bird
0: get out at this point? No. Okay. So
1: she threw the car in park. I'm up the hill. I couldn't see her no more. I mean, I'm just running. At the, like I'm up the hill. She's still down, rolling downhill. And she got the car in park. So I calmed down, went back to the car. I'm like, Mom, like, are you, what happened? What was that? We didn't know what it was at the time. Looked around, didn't see anything. Got back in the car. Here come that flapping. We both got out. Back up the hill, I went. Left Mama again. But she got out the car this time, and the car wasn't rolling. So um, come back, and in the back window was this cute little white-faced gray bird with little blue undercut. It was a cute bird, but it was in my car. So we had to tie the plot. We can't scream. It's 4 a.m. People sleep. Like, you can't talk loud. So somehow, the bird flew to the front, to the dash, took a poop on my dashboard. I'm so mad about that. Um, it was a Sunday, too. I had to get to church on time. I remember that. Um, And then it flew out the car. And that was why I hate birds. I can't do birds. I remember going on a date later, and I like we went to the zoo the Little bird thing he was free, you know. These walkthroughs, and I told him, like, you know, I don't really do birds. I flinched at a pigeon, and we walked through the first display. I said, Okay, cool, there's glass here. Like, I can look at these little birds, there's glass here. And the next one, the room was echoing. I was like, Is it different? So I opened this door, and I saw one of them, like, birds that walk with their heads, you know, walk across the path. <laughs> the birds that walk with their you the know, heads? them birds that like walk where like their heads go first. No, okay, well, anyway, I have to find one a turkey. But, no, it's small. It's not a, not a dodo bird, but like the little birds, and they just kind of like they don't. I don't think they actually fly. I think they just walk. Okay. okay. Anyway, it's like a pathway through this little aviary, or whatever. I opened that door, and this little bird just sitting there with a little beak, just walking across. I can't tell you what happened next. I found myself outside. I don't know where he was. I don't know how many doors I went through. All I know is I was out of there. I think he surfaced himself up out of there like five minutes later.
0: So no peacocks, like, at your wedding in the future?
1: From a distance. (laughs) It can be behind a net or something. I can do the animals behind barriers from afar. Just not overhead, not in my face, not in my personal space. Like, you know, I'm going to leave you alone in your habitat, but leave me alone in my habitat. You enter my car, you may die. Like, it's 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 a respective space with the animals. But I just hate birds. I don't do birds. They make me flinch. I can't.
0: How did you do college downtown Chicago
1: where there are pigeons everywhere? We had a, we had a really, I, look, I had, I don't know how I made it, but we, we were about to fight with the pigeons.
0: Oh Lord. I love that. That's what you remember from your twenties. That's Uh. my most pivotal time. (laughs) Only thing
1: worth remembering is in my twenties.
0: Uh, and then you go into your thirties and your thirties have been life changing, even though we're not done with our thirties yet. Um, so, what are three things that stick out from your 30s? Because Lord have mercy, if it's anything like the bird story, I can't imagine what's changed.
1: Well, 30s, t- going from late late 20s to early 30s really changed me. So, um, I accomplished a lot. Like year of 30 was just a great year. After that, I've kind of gone downhill. <laughs> but one big thing that I did do, I finally graduated my bachelor's. So, I took forever to get my bachelor's degree. Um, And I managed to graduate my bachelor's right before the pandemic. So I was proud of myself for that. And then um, really learning to listen to myself was something that I really learned in listening to the Lord. So I am a spiritual slash religious. I'll get into that one day, my definitions of those. But I do believe in the Lord. And I had to really work on my relationship with the Lord But he told me to do some things that required me to make some moves I didn't want to make. So I changed my career, and I moved back to Michigan. And I just had to do things that I didn't anticipate or want to do. But another thing that I learned about myself is that, you know, 30s, you get old. And things will happen to you that you don't expect. I had a couple oops moments that really shocked me. And it changed my life. And it taught me to be more transparent and open with people because it's therapeutic to talk to others about this. But I'm going to tell you about how I poofed myself. Now, this was previously, I had an incident previous to this where I peed myself. So I thought that was a shocker.
0: I mean, the muscles loosen up a little differently down there. Well, okay,
1: the pee myself was simple. When I was at the bar, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. But I would catch the train two stops to get a cheaper Uber. And I got out off the train, and I finally had to go without warning. But to get to the school, because I wasn't going to make it home, I walked past the alley, and a rat jumped out, so I jumped, so then I started peeing myself. But that was different.
0: I think so, we need to get you in touch with the pelvic floor therapist. I do,
1: my kegels. Okay, there is no reason for these problems. I don't understand. But what happened was, see, things will catch you off guard, and you have to be really in tune to your body, but my body doesn't know how to communicate. So what happened was I was going to work one morning, earlier than normal and I walked to the bus stop now I would call my mom every morning on the way to the bus stop so I had my morning coffee while I get ready I'm walking to the bus stop now normally I have coffee gas like you know your morning gas like you have the morning pee you have morning gas same thing so I let it rip and I remember same time I was like oh that was a hot one <laughs> it was a little warm you know, like, you, you have the heart, like, hot farts. Like, it was a hot fart.
0: It's called a shirt. No, they
1: didn't know it was a shirt. It was a fart as far as I knew. Okay? About 15 seconds later, I said, hmm. That wasn't just a fart. So, I said, mom, I think I pooped myself. And... She was like, what? And she's cracking up. I said, mine. But I was like, you know, but it don't feel that bad. It feels like a small <laughs> nugget. Like, you can just kind of roll out your drawers later, nugget. Like, nothing, like, serious. But my gut told me, I think it was the Lord telling me, you know, <laughs> you have a little... Told
0: you a couple of things.
1: It wasn't bubbling brown sugar. It was just, like, a normal gut. I had normal gas. Like, my gut's always jacked up. I don't know the difference. So... And the Lord told me, you have time, go back home. But see, home for me, it's like a three-block walk and like four flights of stairs. So it's really a conundrum if I'm really going to go back home. I said, all right, Lord, you told me to go back home. I'm going to go back home. I have time. The bus hasn't come. My mom is still on the phone cracking up my entire way home. So it wasn't until I got to the stairs, I started climbing the stairs, I said, oh, it ain't like, you know, a nugget. This might be a little bit slip and slide, but like, you know, it wasn't. it it didn't appear to me to be... Anything major, I was just going to go roll it out the drawers and go, you know, keep it pushing.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. You weren't going to put clean drawers on? I wasn't
1: talking about that. I was just talking about, <laughs> just the metaphor, you know, you just, if it's a nugget, it ain't, you know what I meant. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't the point. So, I go in the bathroom, you know, and I had a flashback to when I babysat your child because when I to roll down my drawers, it was like, <laughs> The draws of an infant I said Lord It didn't feel like that But shit was everywhere You know <laughs> So I had to like Literally roll off my leggings And roll off my draws, Not getting anywhere this point Time's running out I said well you know Let me just make sure That I'm clear to go Just one little One little squeeze Mass exodus Everything in my system Came out in one flow I said okay So you know Just turn that water on In the shower Call it a morning so, yeah, I really had a hard time with like, it's never happened to me before, and I knew I had a long drive ahead of me later in the day, so I was scared to eat. <laughs> I was paranoid, I didn't know what was gas for like a month um but that really changed my life it taught me a lot about my little my little my gut um. It's not always what you think it is. That's a lesson in life. It's not always what you think it is.
0: But thank God you listened to your other gut and actually went home. Because can you imagine if you were on the bus when the Ooh. rest of your, yourself had
1: an exodus? Listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Lord saved me that day. But yeah, so thirties uh just taught me a lot of life lessons. I'll say that.
0: I will say I think in your thirties you have become like way more open and just willing to share. I mean, how many people will talk about pooping themselves? <laughs> Episode yeah. two. Uh, but I feel like my vision of you as you've evolved as a person since we met in your early twenties to now, like you were much more reserved back then. And you've really, you've always been open and honest with me, but I see you doing that more and more with other people and sharing and having those conversations and, just not caring what other people think. Like it is what it is. This is who I am. Here's where I'm at. And that's what I've always appreciated about you as a friend is I know I have my moments. So I will call and text and ask you the same question 30 times and not listen to you the first time and then ask you again. But you always have been honest with me and patient with me and been like my faux therapist. I probably owe you a lot of money for that. That's fine. I'll Um, send you an (laughs) invoice. Uh. And so I think that is a big part of your our friendship, and what I've always appreciated about you and admired about you is like you don't give a hoot and nanny about what people think about you, and that's an area that I have always struggled with, and so I think that's where I learn from you so much and have throughout all of our friendship so yeah. um. Well, you've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly about uh, Brittany or Brittany here. And um, next episode, we'll be getting a little bit into myself.
1: Give me a little Becky.